So just as uh, Jazz spoke uh, very wonderfully yesterday morning, uh, I'd like to just uh, offer some uh, reflection on the meditative process before moving to specific instruction. And in that, you're welcome to be very present in your bodies, but uh, giving the attention equally to the hearing and comprehension faculties. And uh, sense of a meditative but not so inwardly focused attention for listening can be helpful. As we travel in this journey of practice, as we deepen in this simple knowing, simple meeting, simple experiencing of our life unfolding in the moment as it is. We can, we can notice at times it's really helpful to focus on the particulars, to pay attention to particular aspects of our experience, um, because they may be helpful for grounding, steadying or stabilizing the attention, such as the body breathing, that uh, basic framework we've used in the sitting, in the sense of the, the physicality, standing, moving, walking, as central and somewhat more steady references that enable the heart and mind to, to gather and ground. And we can equally be paying attention to particular experiences and aspects of experience in order to learn how to handle them skillfully, those things that might be challenging give rise to uh, strong patterns of reactivity, or in order to simply be able to understand more deeply what's happening. We can pay attention to experience in accordance to certain frameworks of uh, the different foundations of mindfulness, of, of body, of feeling, tone, vedana, of mind states, chitta and of uh, mental contents and dhammas and to understand their nature, to see them as they arise and pass, as they move, as they express their fluidity and in that reveal what may be skillful ways to meet with them. All of these very important and helpful aspects of what we're doing and it's sometimes the case that with this we also really benefit from including a more kind of overarching sense of the field of experience of which the body can be known as a field of experience and equally the heart and the mind and ultimately the encounter with all that is is, is and can be known as a, as a field in which the very field sense starts to become more tangibly recognized equally as the particular phenomena and events within it that we are learning to see, to meet and to skillfully handle. So that when we practice there's a, there's a sense of something that unifies all the pieces which is both our intentionality, that underlying intention to be not just present but present with what we could say purpose or with 
aspiration, to pick up one of the words Joseph used. It's like we're not just doing this to see that it's empty and that <laughs> holding on to it causes it suffering. Yes, but there's also a way in which we're here because there's something something precious, something sacred, something blessed that we care about deeply that brings us to do this in the first place. And that too, equally as all of the other, not instead of, but equally as all of the other aspects of practice, is something we can tune towards or orient towards and can find very helpful at times. And so for myself, the, the quality of caring, of or we could say metta, of love, of kindness, although it is simply a mental factor from one point of view, as Joseph so clearly and wonderfully articulating last night, it's also not just that. In one of the group meetings yesterday, a number of conversations about uh, self and not self is always an interesting topic, as last night equally. And one of the interesting points that came out was, well, it's one way you can say is it's not self, as opposed to no self, which sounds more like a sort of philosophical position, and that's not really what the Buddha was talking about. It's a, a way of relating to phenomena, not self. But we could also say not just self. Something more than that is revealed. So ju not just this phenomena, but this phenomena embedded in a matrix that gives it something of meaning and that likewise gives us something of meaning when we see it in that way. And a lot of that meaning comes from the fact that we care deeply. And I can't imagine any of us would still be here if we didn't. <laughs> wouldn't make sense. And so letting that be equally as it is that orientation of, of friendliness, of kindness that we might bring to experience that arises for us, just allowing it to be there. Equally as it may be expressed in the formal metta practice of turning our heart and mind directly towards the cultivation, the connecting with this beautiful quality of well-wishing, it can also be this kind of almost backdrop, this unformed or unconstructed and not solidified but nonetheless recognizable or tangible sense of why we do this at all, why it is that we care about the fact that suffering happens and why it is we prefer not to suffer. It's all about that in the end for ourselves and each other. And in the end the deepest wisdom is in the service of that deep care that wishes both freedom from suffering but also the fulfillment of what is possible for us as human beings. The suffering that is born of being limited to being less than what we can be, to knowing less than what we can know, to expressing, experiencing and manifesting in a way that is constrained and less than. The vast possibility which the Buddha's teachings invite us to know and to live.
And so just noticing as you having heard what's been said, however you respond to that, it may resonate or not. For now, not needing to make sense of it if it doesn't make sense or draw conclusions from it if it seems to in some way make sense to you. Just let that land, let that rest in whatever way it does. And for now, bringing your attention again more fully back into the body. And we say the body here. It's not our body because we know it's not self, but it's not somebody else's body. So we need to also be aware that we're not backing away from it. Nothing to do with me, that thing, because it is entirely to do with what it is that we are. And this body, these bodies, the body of the earth likewise, and the body of existence. Sure, it's form and formed, but the fact that it is formed points to more than just the form that it is. You don't have to think too much about that one. (laughs) Just notice where it leaves you. And if that's not useful, just put it down. And so this body sitting on the earth, soft human heart, body, mind, different ways we talk about aspects of what's here. And the field of space and people and things around us, this community, this Sangha, which holds and supports us just as the floor and the earth below support us, so too the air around us, the space that allows us to be here, and the other beings we share it with, all part of the support, the Sangha of our retreat and of our life in this moment. Just becoming conscious and aware of that. So while still very gathered and collected in the body, with the body, this body that is not ours in one sense, but not somebody else's. and yet not confined or constricted to that. So this becomes a place of centeredness from which experiences can be received and known just as they are, not taken to be or mean something about ourselves beyond the fact that this experience is arising or this experience is staying. Well, this experience seems to be passing at this time. Just as the teaching team has kept changing, there's been some steadiness within it. And it keeps changing, and yet there continues to be steadiness within it. So too our experience can be changing And yet we start to notice the steadiness within it that perhaps becomes more apparent from that slightly larger field orientation. We don't go towards always the particular, but just the larger expansive sense 
of wakefulness. I find wakefulness a good word here. Mindfulness tends to get us a little bit into our minds. We could say heartfulness, heart mindfulness gets complicated. Wakefulness. What does it mean to be awake? What does it mean to simply be? These are not questions for our head, our intellect. These are questions for our entirety, our wholeness. And the answer is only known in terms of wholeness. That inclusivity in which nothing is left out. Much of our practice is to learn how we unconsciously, habitually and reactively keep leaving pieces out or pushing pieces out. And ultimately as we learn to let it all in, something larger, something vaster, that is not something, but not nothing. Not something, but not nothing. This, we perhaps become more sensitive to, awake to, or perhaps more simply awake as, just this, living human wakefulness. right here, just as you are. It's never something other than just this. Nowhere else, nothing else. Just this. Just here. And so continuing in your practice this morning and through this day, using the tools we have been learning and the skills we have been developing, working with particulars as it seems to serve you and be useful. And at such times as it may also seem to serve you, just allowing yourself to open to the to the space and the silence, to the vastness of this moment. And to the fullness of our encounter with life, just as it is, just as you are. Breath by breath, moment by moment, wakeful, kind-hearted presence, relaxed and alert.
being awake, wholeheartedly present. leaving nothing out, holding nothing back. Just this. Rio Khan says, Do you want to know what has been in my heart since before the beginning of time? Just this. Just this.
may our practice here together be for the welfare of all. For ourselves, each other, for all beings, for the well-being of all that is. Please take a moment if you need to bring any ease to your body. I have a few announcements and (coughs) invitations with regard to the walking practice also. Actually, maybe I'll just say with regard to the walking first. um, That sense of giving oneself to practice that I think I spoke about yesterday, something very helpful to bear in mind as we, this last day of the schedule that has been the schedule we've had over this week. Tomorrow the schedule will become a little different. Not too different. We'll tell you about it when we get there, so you don't need to think about it now. <laughs> tempting as it might be. But today's, or maybe not, but today's a day for practice, for sitting, for walking, for standing. And again, that sense of giving ourselves to it. Both the particularity of care and precision with the, the subtlety of each moment's expression, the, the particular nuances and discernments we can gleaned from a a caring and careful connection with a step, a movement, a moment. A moment in which our eyes are open and we see, and we see, in fact, there may be things that touch our heart around us, plants, people, the beauty of the uh, snowy landscape outside, perhaps viewed safely from indoors across both a window and a temperature differential of... uh, I don't know, about 50 degrees at the moment. (laughs) Yeah, quite a lot. (laughs) Maybe more. Um, And we just feel something resonate in our heart. And it's just a vibration, a sensation. It's absolutely not self, or me, or mine. But it also speaks to us about something more than just that. And when our heart is touched, when we find ourselves resonating in that way, as we naturally do in the silence and sensitivity, just to allow oneself to receive and be touched by that in whatever such way as it might touch you. Not try to make something of it, but nor too quickly needing to move on to the next thing. And if that's not what's happening, not looking for it or trying to make it happen, that's not required either but noticing what it is to be a resonant field of wakeful life 
in the midst of a vibrating field of living wakefulness. We could say, we could say it differently too. Empty phenomena rolling on, but see what that does for our hearts and our responses to life when we hold it in different ways and look through different frameworks. And so the steadiness of the formal practice and the discipline and the dedication in this way to the tools and the trainings that we've learned and developed provide a foundation in which they're not in and of themselves the entire what's happening here. But we don't need to say or even know what's more than that. We can just see what we might discover. And if we discover that that doesn't make any sense to us, well, that's what we discovered. That's fine. We'll continue to have the, uh, the groups today. Actually, I think I'll just back up again. I'm keeping changing my order here, but just before I move off the walking, you may quite understandably, as I am tempted and drawn to go out into the woods or walking around the loop in this rather magical environment. It's beautiful, it's lovely, but it is extremely cold, just so you know. The general warnings being put out to the public are, if you spend very long out there, anything you know, that isn't wrapped up very well is going to freeze quite quickly. And it's really hard to wrap the inside of your lungs because no matter whatever else you stop, you have to draw that very cold air right into here. Which you can do for a little bit and it's okay. I found after about 10 minutes that was plenty and possibly slightly more than was optional, optimal. And I have a really good set of gear for this situation. If you don't, you don't want to be out there at all. That's my take on it. And if you do, you only want to be out there if you're confident and familiar with extreme cold conditions and equipped for them. Otherwise, stick your nose out and go, wow, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all it, all it takes for the cold to get right up your nostrils and freeze all the sticky bits inside to crisp, which is kind of fun all by itself. <laughs> you can be mindful of that too. So we're not policing this. We think it's probably wise that you don't go walking in the woods today. It's just a bit extreme if anyone has an accident. You stay warm while you're moving, you stop moving, you get cold really quickly. You're adults. We trust you to make your own wise decisions. So moving on from that, yeah, of course, enjoy the walking. <laughs> um, moving on from that, there will be uh, some... Group meetings today, uh, Anushka, Chaz, myself this morning. Um, the second group that Chaz had scheduled for this morning needs to change to this afternoon and in fact will be part of our ongoing teacher transitioning experience um, which you've perhaps realised is the only thing that isn't changing about the team is that it keeps changing um, because today, uh, and Chaz will have a moment to speak, um, 
Chaz will be moving to the next commitments that he has after the immense uh, service and offering and support he's given in being here with you and with us over these days. And uh, another teacher, Jean Esther, who uh, will be arriving and uh, will actually be picking up that second group of Chazes, which will happen this afternoon now. Just so you know. <laughs> That'll all be clear on the board, I hope, for you. And uh, again, if I have a little space, I'll try and make some, just a few one-to-one spaces, again, for anyone who really, really feels they need one. And as someone kindly, seeing there was an empty space, asked me, I don't absolutely need the space, and I gave me the opportunity to say, actually, well, I think I'll have that space then, because that's what I needed in that moment, and I was very grateful. So it's your call. If you really need it, of course. If you think you're okay, we're doing what we can here. And um, Yeah, we'll introduce Jean later, but actually, Chaz, maybe I'll pass it to you from here. Just take a moment to um, appreciate you all um, what you're doing here so sincerely. Um, one of the staff people asked me the other day, Gee, you know, Chaz, how you doing? And I said, I love being with the yogis. I love being in retreat space um, with them. So I want to thank you for your sincere practice and um, it's helpful to me to, to be with you, you know, you know as a yogi. Um, and I've enjoyed our time together. And I have other commitments and going to be traveling today to go do some teaching in another place. So I wish you all really well the last couple of days. Um, and thank you for allowing me to be with you. Really on all our behalves. Um, I just wanted to say um, I know Jean very, very well. We've been teaching together for um, almost 20 years. Um, she's just a lovely being. And um, I think you'll recognize that pretty quickly. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Chaz. And your just graceful offering of your joy of offering and giving what you've given is blessed and precious and beyond words to thank you for. And I just also want to name that, as perhaps you may know, Chaz has been busy with other things too, and given his precious space to kind of take care of himself in between his fullness of commitments to take care of this retreat, as have a number of teachers, but Chaz very fully over these days. Thank you. Thank you so deeply. And I hope time comes to you soon for some of the well-deserved, uh, yeah, replenishment. And Jean will actually give us a, a loving-kindness metta meditation this afternoon at 2.15, so you'll have an opportunity to meet her quite soon. For now, um, I think that's the business of the morning. There will be small groups beginning in 15 minutes for those of you who signed up. Five, sorry. Thank you, Anushka. In five minutes. I mean, I mean, at 9.15, and somewhere my brain just slightly <laughs> did that thing my brain does with numbers. Good. So in five minutes. And maybe those who have the groups could be allowed to leave first so they can begin quite soon. Thank you.
And actually, whoever's leading the next sitting, I'll actually come and lead that one. So, thank you for holding it, but I'll pick that one up for the next one. Thank you.